McDaniel here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. Guys, welcome to the Have You Heard podcast. I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm MMA McDaniel, and today's conversation is so sweet, so special, because we are having Lindsay Maestas. On Very the close, podcast. yeah. <laughs> still learning how to say her pretty last name on the podcast with us. She is the host of her own podcast, Living Easy. She is an incredible woman of the Lord, helping people walk in healthy, godly marriages and so many other things. And I am just so honored to have her with us today. So y'all, faith comes by hearing. So grab your headphones and let's get into the word. Oh, no, you were so close. It's so good. It's Maestas, Lindsay Maestas. And I I always tell Jesse, my husband, I was like, we should have just stuck with my last name for my podcast purposes because it is the most commonly asked question. So you're not alone at all. I love, I love it. Thank well, you. Lindsay, tell everybody about yourself, who you are, your your husband, your family. Um, I know yeah. you all just moved to Nashville. Kind of yes. tell everybody in on who you are and what you do. Yes, it has been a little bit of a whirlwind, but in the best way. So I have two little little boys, Sutton and Saxon. They're six and three, and they are just so much fun and so wonderful. Um, I, my husband has just been the most incredible, and we've been married for about 10 years now. And we did, we just left Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, the desert to come to Franklin, Tennessee, which is about like 25 minutes from Nashville. I was actually in Nashville last night and it's so much fun. Um, Yes, it is. Oh gosh. And Franklin, have you ever been to Franklin? I am obsessed with Franklin. Like okay. Franklin saying the name Franklin. I love yeah. Franklin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is magical. And we just, we've sensed such a difference within our home and our family in just the short time. We've only been here for one month, but we've already seen how much it has impacted our boys' lives and just the freedoms that they have. They have many more freedoms and So yeah, so it's been wonderful. And then like you mentioned, I do host the Living Easy podcast, um, which has been such a blessing. I've hosted three podcasts in the past three years um, and produced and kind of just had my hands in them. But I've really just this past year started focusing in on Living Easy and it has blessed me tremendously. And then also um, I created the Wife Project course, which that has been just, it's taken my whole heart and soul and it has blessed me and it's just been wonderful um because my heart is marriage so that's kind of everything in my world right now that's just incredible and too like I think it's really unique and cool how you've been given this platform of speaking into the lives of many people and encouraging many people and I think whenever you are given a platform which I actually think all of us have a platform. All of us have influence in some way. And Mm -hmm. some people, it may be with two people in their home and other people, it may be like where we are right now. And it's people we've yet to even meet that we're getting to impact. But whoever you are and wherever you are, you're impacting someone. Absolutely. Whenever you're aware of that, you have to ask yourself, okay, how am I stewarding my impact? What am I, what, 
like direction am I going to lead those who are following me? What am I going to make my impact be about? Mm -hmm. And with the foundation of God's word and your love for him, you've specifically gone down the lane of investing into marriages and being Mm -hmm. really vulnerable about what you've learned through your like relationship seasons and through where you are in your marriage. So tell us a little bit about the wife project. And I know you have the Proverbs 31 um, ministry of, I know that's like a two, what is it? A two week workbook. Like tell people why the route that you went. Oh my gosh. Um, gosh, gosh, goodness, (laughs) goodness and gosh (laughs) mixed together. So many reasons. (laughs) It's cute. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I really, I just really love marriage. So I will say, and I know you're a newlywed congratulations. That's so exciting. And the, just the best. I, I don't know if you heard a lot of this, Emma, but when I, told people I was getting married, especially at a young age. We got married at 21. When I told them, or 22, engaged at 21, married at 22, but I received a lot of like immediate, oh my gosh, you're making a poor decision or you're too young or why would you ever get married? And I even found myself like when I was announcing to my family being like, So we got engaged, but here's the thing. Like, we don't believe in divorce and we know that God is the foundation and like justifying my decision before them because then, yeah, yeah. And it's because the amount of negativity toward marriage and the perception toward marriage. And I think that our society has really created this view of in a lot of areas, but very specifically in marriage, if it doesn't work for me, if it doesn't feel good, if I'm not happy or satisfied, I'm going to go and find the next best thing. And I do TikToks and I do reels on my Instagram, living easy with Lindsay. And I get, and I do them about marriage and healthy marriage and wives specifically, because I speak to wives because I'm a wife and that's what I have knowledge in. Um, Jesse does speak on the podcast and we'll be doing a marriage project course together, which I'm really excited about. But the wife project for me was it, it stemmed from a heart of kind of encouraging women to evaluate themselves, examine yourself and your heart and what the Lord calls you to, because you're never going to be able to nag your husband into submission or nag your husband into salvation or or, and, and not that we all nag, but some of us give the silent treatment or some of us mother, or, I mean, there's a lot of manipulation and emotional manipulation yeah. that can go into relationships because it's what we were taught and it's what we saw. And so I just feel so strongly that we should challenge that narrative of, you know, you just give up when it's hard or you, you don't give a hundred percent when your husband is giving 50 or 5%, you know, but I believe the Lord calls us to do all things with excellence and to give our 100% no matter what they're giving us at the time, which can be really hard. Like Jesse and I have walked through seasons where I don't want to give anything. I don't think he earned it or deserved it, but it's not about that. It's not about that at all. It's about what Jesus has called me to in my relationship. And so I've walked alongside dear friends who have, you know, who love the Lord and who've had affairs or their husbands have had affairs or they get divorced or they're left, you know, and, um, and Jesse and I, I've walked out the door, packed up my bags and said the D word, which we swore we would never say. And I just, I said, I'm out, you know, 
and it took, it, it didn't take long for that conviction to settle in real quick and <laughs> repentance to become a thing. But we also got family involved and um, just had them speak to us. So there's so much, but ultimately for me, it's hard and holy heart work. Marriage is, I mean, it is one of the most difficult things we will ever experience, but difficult doesn't mean bad. And as those people who come to me and may have come to you and just said, you know, there are those people who think of it as a beautiful gift created by God, which it is. And then there are those who just see it as disposable. And I just want to challenge that because it is not disposable and we can break these generational cycles that we've seen from our parents and our grandparents and, and pursue the Lord with those relationships and have fun and like laugh and be best friends and enjoy even after 10 years. Like I truly love my marriage more than ever before. So that's kind of where I, sorry, that's kind of where I have, um, just focused. And I believe strongly that's where the Lord has called me. Um, and I don't feel equipped at all to be here or to even speak on the matter. And there's people who are like, Oh, you've been married only 10 years. Who, who are you? I'm like, I'm not anyone. (laughs) I'm just listening to the Holy spirit. You know, I, I just am passionate and I'm, I'm eager to help women and men, you know, just pursue like to go from, I always say from roommates to soulmates, like to pursue a real genuine relationship with God and with one another. I love listening to you. Oh, thank you. That's so so kind. So much. I love, love listening to you. (laughs) You're so cute. Thank you for sharing that. Like, of course. I feel like I have so much to say in response to all of those good things you just said. It, it reminded me of a time where me and Josh, my now husband, we were dating and we were in like a conflicting time where I was like, I, I wanted to, to, throw in the towel and leave. Yeah. And I was like in intense prayer and like talking with my mom and talking with my dad, just seeking godly counsel. And I was like really afraid. And I remember my mom telling me something. She said, Emma, I'm not going to tell you what decision to make, but I am going to strongly encourage you to make sure you're not making a decision out of fear. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I talked to my dad and he said, Emma, like, you're, you have the freedom to leave right now, but don't think that because you leave the next guy that you get into a relationship with, you're not going to have unique problems in that relationship too. Now, of course there are, there are relationships where red flags need to be made known. There are, Mm -hmm. there are times where you do need to leave and it is for a healthy reason, but there's another thing where kind of like what you were saying in regard to marriage that like, no, we're just two people coming together and that's bound to bring up conflicting situations at times Mm -hmm. that's bound it's bound to bring up difficult like situations and circumstances and I think I was being encouraged by a girl recently from Matt Chandler's book where him and his wife Lauren before they got married they were I love them by the way I love them so much I've never met them (laughs) That would be me neither. True. Oh my, goodness. my sister, sorry, not to interrupt you, but no. my sister is moving to a town and um, I've always spoken about them, you know, and I've always listened to Matt. I've listened to Matt for probably about 10 years now. He's and stellar. he is, he's phenomenal. And I I'm so, I love that he promotes, like have your home church, be faithful to your home church, but also then you could listen to his podcasts and his YouTube stuff. But my sister is moving and she was like, Hey, have you ever heard of the village? 
Church Church. It's like five minutes from us. And we were just curious. I'm all, no, I'm so <laughs> jealous of you. I'm so I happy for her. It. I'm like, <laughs> I know. I anyway, so sorry. Okay. So the girl in his story. Yes. So I, I think it's the meaning, meaning of marriage. I may be butchering that a little bit, but. Oh, his book. book. Oh, okay. yes. yes. And it was before him and Lauren got married and he was advised, they were having a lot of like conflicting moments and he was like nervous, like, oh no, like, is this, like, is this okay? Should we actually get married? And he got advised that any relationship you get into, there's going to be conflict, but are you Mm -hmm. willing to walk through conflict with this person? Yeah. And I I thought that, that was so encouraging because now Josh and I are married and we still butt heads sometimes. We still have difficult conversations because that's yeah. a part of two humans walking through life together. Yes. But it's like, that doesn't mean that you throw in the towel. That doesn't mean that you quit. It's even like your relationship with the Lord. Like, I'm not always going to feel like I love him. I'm not always going to yeah. feel like he's there. I'm not always going to feel understood by him. That doesn't mean I'm leaving my faith. Like we can't quit whenever it gets hard. And that, I feel like just as you've described, like you face that reality in such a real way in marriage that, no, I gave my word and my word is not just like the wind that comes and goes. My word is like, I gave a vow. I give a commitment before you Mm -hmm. and for God. And I'm going to take that seriously. And the fact that you're just encouraging so many women and so many marriages in that needed and serious truth I am so, so deeply encouraged by you. Thank you. You're so sweet, Emma. I appreciate you. And I am encouraged by your encouragement. So (laughs) thank you so much. And to speak to that, I, I agree. And I think that that has, I have been lucky enough, you know, to be a part of really wonderful community groups. And I'm such an advocate for like community groups or Bible studies or being immersed in your church. It is so easy to get lost in the church and, and, I always say, if it weren't for my best friends and for my community groups, I probably wouldn't still be with my husband. Like the nights that I've gone to their home and just cried on the floor and just said, this is too hard. It's too much. I can't do it anymore. And I'm, I will say I'm married to a good man, like one of the best. And so for me to feel that way for women who are not married to the best, you know, for women who are married, because I know it happens to men who don't step up and who don't father and who don't, you know, take on the workload of the home as well. And, you know, just really not invested in their wives when my husband is, and we still have those moments where I just want to throw the towel. I just feel like that has been, it's given me empathy. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's given me compassion to see really like the, the depth of how hard it can be, but I've also seen the giving up and I've seen that it doesn't get better because like you're saying, Emma, you meet somebody else and you just have different problems. The grass is greener where you water it. And it's easy to look over and, and see someone else's marriage and think, well, they have this together, but you're most of the time not seeing the full picture. And you're not seeing the areas where they don't have it together. Because like you said, there are two sinners coming together, trying to make this work. And a lot of the times, and this is what I say throughout the wife project as well, is that you know, most marriage problems are not marriage problems. They are God problems. And I created Wife Project in in my heart with the Living Easy podcast and everything is to just remind women, like when you deepen and men, when you deepen and strengthen that relationship with Jesus, when you get to know him, you don't just know of him. You don't just know the word, you know, we've read it. We grew up in church or 
it's like when you crave and long to know his character and his heart, there is nothing bad really that can pour out of that. You know what I mean? And it's really encouraging to me when I think of it in very simple terms that way, because I think a lot of the time we get so caught up in our heads and we try to control things on our own, including our own marriages. But when we read and pour over the scriptures and we study and we get to know the God of the Bible and his power, power and his majesty and his goodness, there is only good that will flow from that and into your marriage. And so when your marriage is struggling, ask yourself, where am I at with the Lord? Where am I at with my faith? And, and I speak to this a lot as well, but even if your husband is not a solid Christian or a Christian at all, even if you were deceived into thinking your husband was a Christian, you got married and he's not walking or he's fallen away from the Lord or is just spiritually dry you are responsible to the listeners. I, I am responsible for my relationship with Jesus. I cannot walk into heaven holding my husband's hand. You know, I'm not going in there on his back. Like I'm walking in by myself into heaven. So where am I at? Even if he's failing and I share on the wife project as well. Um, and I talk about it so much. Cause like I said, it's been my heart and soul this past year and I just, yeah. I'm passionate but I've, I've taken my kids um, and Jesse's very open about this. And we, he's very okay with me talking about these things or I wouldn't. Um, but there have been years, like long years where I have walked into church alone with me and my two boys, you know, and I have opened up the Bible and I have been the one to pray over every meal. And I've been, and I've, I have had very many opportunities for resentment. And there have been moments I've allowed that resentment in toward Jesse because he's navigating his stuff. He's a pastor's kid. He was raised in the church and he struggles with a lot of different things. And he, he, he studies and he, he digs deep and sometimes it can cause confusion for him. And I could have let that become something where I said, fine, he's not doing it. I'm not doing it. He's the leader of my home. Like I'm not going to spiritually lead myself. I'm not going to take my kids to church and not to boast in myself because it was, there were a lot of moments I didn't want to do that. But the conviction was real in my heart because I had this really deep, big, huge, massive, actually, expectation of what a godly man and leader was supposed to look like. And it didn't look like that. And it hasn't looked like that. But there have been beautiful things that have come and beautiful styles of leadership in my husband that I didn't know to look for for years and years and years. And so I think that it's, one, taking charge of your own faith, taking charge of your own relationship, two, dropping expectations of who your husband is supposed to be and focusing instead on yourself, like examine your own heart. It is not about pointing fingers. There's always three pointing back at you. And God tells us, you know, to reflect on ourselves, to, to lead out in repentance, to live a life that is a light and ministers to others. And so how are we doing those things? And in that, I believe that we will see a drastic difference. Those two things see such a drastic difference in the way that our marriage is pursued ultimately. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I love, I love that how you're talking about kind of like how Jesus always went back to the heart. Like yeah. so many different things are going on on the outside, but God, God just says, I look at your heart, the motive yes. behind why you're doing what you're doing. Like it was always like something deeper. And I love that intentionality to challenge ourselves of yeah. where am I at with God? Like, 
yeah. had, where, where, or how are we doing? And yes. that actually leads me to a question I wanted to ask you. So I get this question, I would say every now and then on just social media and I would really want to hear your thoughts on it, but I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> People will ask, like, how do I balance my relationship with my boyfriend or my relationship with my, like, significant other and my relationship with God? Mm-hmm. And when I hear that, I think, wait, that whole question needs to be addressed and reworded because you don't balance anything with God. Like, God is Lord of all. He's the foundation of all. Like, he he's not balanced with anything, but he is what, like, everything is filtered through. He's what everything is impacted by. And that just seems to be the heartbeat of your ministry. So I wanted to ask, how would you answer that question that I've received from girls? Um, Yes, that is such a good question, because I think that there is this view. It's it's actually hard to put into words, but I think that we, especially for me, I guess I can only speak to myself and to the people I surrounded myself with when I was getting married, but there was kind of this view of when I get married, kind of the leadership role becomes, um, more of a pertinent thing where it's like, okay, now we're in this faith thing together. And, and my husband is, is responsible for the walk. And so I already spoke to that, but I think that that is kind of the foundation of the thought process. And, like you said, they're just, there really isn't, you're not balancing the two. God stays at the forefront. God stays at the center and at the top of all things. And we always say that there's this triangle. I'm at the bottom left corner. My husband's at the bottom right corner. And if we want our marriage to succeed, if we want our our lives to be glorifying and purposeful um, for the kingdom, we have to be constantly working toward the top point of the triangle which is Jesus. And when we do that, not only do we grow closer to Jesus, but we're growing closer together. And so that has been kind of my visual, my entire marriage is that God is at the core of everything. We, the way Jesse and I live, um, and even through his struggles, you know, we, Jesus is at the, the center of every decision that we make, every conversation that we have, whether it's about money or family or community or our children or, anything, I mean, really anything that we do. Um, and again, not to boast in ourselves, but that's just thankfully what we've been poured into through community groups and through people who are older than us. We are always seeking to learn. I pick people's brains like there's no tomorrow, which is why I love podcasting. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I think going like to women who are older than me, Hey, what, what is an area in your marriage you would go back and you would do over or What's something in your relationship with Jesus that you wish you would have learned a long time ago? And having that has really helped us to then center everything and have the foundation as Jesus, as our end all be all, because ultimately the petty arguments, you know, that we do have, that we have all the time. I even posted on my Instagram the other day, (laughs) I was sitting on the steps and Jesse was on our porch swing and, and I was like, if you care, we're not sitting next to each other because we just had an argument and we're still annoyed at each other. And it was so interesting because I posted it almost hesitant, like, oh, I just probably shouldn't post this. But I was like, no, I hope that it brings freedom. And the amount of comments from people who were just like, wow, like, thanks for being real because I feel like I'm the only one. And even though we're not, even though we know we're not the only ones, we often just still believe it. Like it, the enemy has a really deep foothold in that area of making us feel isolated. 
And so um, I think it's important for us to realize like you're going to have those things. You're going to have those moments, no matter how close you are to Jesus, you're going to have frustrations. You have different experiential backgrounds. You were raised with different morals and values. You sinned differently and had different consequences. Um, I mean, everything, your parents were completely different. Everything is different. And you're trying to come together and make this thing work. And the only thing that is going to truly hold it together with joy, with purpose, with love, because you can skate by anything, you know, but to have real purpose, to have a kingdom mindset, to grow the kingdom of God, to love one another so deeply that it's just ingrained in who you are to serve one another, to not hold record of wrongs, to just be free in your love to to give yourself vulnerably and openly that comes from a relationship with Jesus and so I agree I don't think it's a balance at all I think that it is a full foundation and it is the core of absolutely everything that you do this show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by Today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Faithful Counseling. So let's get real for a second. Is there something interfering with your peace, robbing you of joy, preventing you from carrying God's yoke that is easy and his burden that is light that he intends for you to carry, he designed you to carry? Are you walking through something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? I know that for many of us, that can be anxiety, depression, fear, or even broken relationships that can be holding us back. But this is where Faithful Counseling comes in. Faithful Counseling is a worldwide counseling service that is making professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient so anyone and everyone can face life's challenges and can get help anytime, anywhere. Faithful Counseling offers four different ways to get connected to a licensed counselor. You can sit down for video calls, phone calls, live chats, or instant messaging. Every counselor on Faithful Counseling is licensed by their respective state board and has over 3,000 hours of experience. If you think that Faithful Counseling is for you, you can sign Sign up today and be matched with your counselor in 24 hours or less. Faithful Counseling is helping us live our healthiest lives in the comfort and safety of our homes. Be sure to check out Faithful Counseling at faithfulcounseling.com slash MMA slash. I feel like you've already hit on this. Like we could close down shop and <laughs> just call it a podcast because I feel like you've answered this next question already, but if there's anything else you'd like to add to it, I think it's so cool that you are what you said, 10 years. Into yeah. Maybe? Almost 10 years almost in February. 10. Yeah. And yeah. congratulations, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. It feels crazy. Cause you're going to blink and you'll be like, we used to plan trips. We're like, oh, on our 10 year honeymoon, we're going to do this. It is wild how fast it goes. That's insane. Yeah. So encouraging though, to like soak up, like just soak it. It is. Yes. It's beautiful. Almost 10 years in. And I, as of like just recently, am two months in. And so I want to hear from you, like, what would you go back and tell yourself as a 22 year old, two months into marriage, how would you encourage yourself? I know that 
through your social media, you've talked about um, like growing up feeling as though you had to meet all the different expectations of people, how Mm -hmm. people pleasing weighed down your heart, like how just you were thought that you and your husband were going to think exactly alike, like so many different things that I think a lot of us battle through and wrestle with and go into relationships with and then are caught Mm -hmm. off guard because it's not how we thought it was going to be. And so what, what are some things you would go back and encourage yourself in? Sure. Oh my gosh. Such a big question and such a good question because I, I think, like I said, anyone listening today, like, I just want to challenge and encourage you to find those people who have gone before you and just ask, you know, because it truly was the most beneficial. So Um, Oh my gosh, I have so many things, but I will say one, I already touched on expectations and managing those. I think expectations were the number one um, most damaging thing to our relationship. And so just being aware of that and what those are and having expectations of yourself rather than having them of your spouse. But I'll share a couple incidents um, and I'll be very honest. So I can still recall, um, I was on the couch in our first house, we'd renovated this house. We were in like the ghetto and it was just the best that we could do, you know, but we fixed it up inside and it was so sweet for us, but I was sitting on the couch and we had gotten in a fight and, um, I was very used to volatile dating relationships where they cheated on me. I cheated on them. Um, I share my story. It's episode 65 on the living easy podcast. It's kind of dating and not settling while dating, but I also share my stories and how it impacted me. And then also episode 30 is my testimony where I talk about, um, you know, I was raped when I was 14 years old and it really impacted the way that I viewed myself. So I was very sexually promiscuous and, um, I loved attention. I say loved, but I actually just just feel like I needed attention. Like I needed to be seen and I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know that I was just a broken up, torn up piece of cloth, like trying to patch myself together with the wrong things. And I I filled that hole with so many things with alcohol and sex and all of that. And so coming into a godly marriage, having had fights where I jump out of a car because I'm drunk and they're drunk and just very dangerous and not okay. But, um, screaming. And I mean, just so unhealthy, so unhealthy. And then getting married two years later to a man who has known the Lord his whole life. Like it was a, it was a culture shock for me. Like if that's the best way to say it, it was just a complete shift. And of course, throughout our dating and engagement, we had been working through that because I was saved prior to us dating, but it was, it was a lot of deconstruction and reconstruction of how I learned to communicate how I learned to love, how I learned to um, step aside away from myself. And so I remember this day, knowing all that, laying on the couch and we had gotten an argument and in every other relationship, I would storm out or I would give the silent treatment or I would emotionally manipulate with tears. And I felt the Holy Spirit very, very clearly like speaking to my heart and just saying, Jesse was in the other room you need to get up right now and go apologize for your wrong. And I'm thinking, I'm not wrong. He's the one, (laughs) he did it, you know, and he, whatever we were fighting over and, and he, the Holy spirit just kept pressing on my heart. No, you repent for what you did, for what you said, you acknowledge your wrongdoing. And I still fought it. And then the, this was the thought that's really resonated with me my entire life that he laid on my heart. He said, you can lay on this couch 
and sit in your pride and selfishness and stubbornness and point your husband back to who you are and how he hurt you and how he's damaged you and how he's affected you. Or you can step up and walk to that room and you can, you can further pursue the kingdom of God with your marriage. You can strengthen your marriage right now. And like, it was just a huge moment for me of realizing I can sit in my pride and I can sit and I can further let the enemy in like this one moment of me sitting here and not being willing to go to him and try to address the issue is like, it's just inching one step away from my husband. And every single time we do that, we're inching a step away or I can step up and I can walk toward him and we can come together in this and we can fight, fight it out, talk it out, whatever it needs to be. But we are then working toward the kingdom rather than away from the kingdom. And it has impacted so much like how I communicate. So I would just say, don't point your spouse back to yourself. Don't point them back to you, point them back to Jesus and allow that to be the foundation of everything. Um, and then the second piece of advice I would say is have sex all the time. And I know this is like in the church, a more difficult topic to talk about. I talk about it all the time on my podcast, but I, love I yeah, I, I mean, it is a gift from God and, and coming from the person who really tainted that and really abused that gift and seeing how healing and restoration has been done in my marriage. And it's taken counseling. I'm such an advocate of counseling, but taking counseling, it's taken Yes. Good. Good. And I feel like everyone should be in counseling. (laughs) We all have stuff to work through, but yeah, but like truly sex has saved my marriage multiple times because when we're feeling emotionally disconnected, when we're busy, especially with kids, we're super busy in our lives and taking them to school, picking them up, keeping them entertained. And like, it's just a lot that we have this like one second for each other here, one second for each other there. And we have to be super intentional with that time. And when we get that time, it's easy to want to lay down and go to sleep or just binge watch a Netflix show or scroll on our phones back to back. But I want my marriage and it's not perfect by any means at all that we do this, but we fight for it, that I want to look in my husband's eyes more than I look at my television or my phone. And I want that, like I commit to that. I look for his eyes when he gets home because I want him to know he's welcome, welcome. You know, like I want him to feel warm and to feel me, you know? And so I think that intimacy, the small intimacies throughout the day of holding hands and kissing and touching build to that sexual intimacy. Um, And I know there are women who need a lot of restoration in that area, but I also just want to call them up and challenge them that to fight for that, like to pursue that, to not just be the one who receives it, but to pursue it and to be creative with it. And I have a whole section on that um, in the wife project. And I always Yeah. Thanks. I have the sex and Christianity series on the podcast as well, where we really talk about this stuff. So, but your sex life can bond you. I mean, it makes you one, you know, it can bond you when you're feeling that disconnect. And even if you don't want to do it, I always tell women, like, just start to consider the process. Like maybe you don't want to do it at the beginning, but once you start going, like, will you feel more enticed? Will you feel more attracted to him? We feel more drawn in if you just give yourself a chance to feel that. And usually the answer is yes. So it's kind of taking that first step toward pursuing like a really good, healthy sex life because it was created by God. It's a gift from God. Yeah, that's so good. And it's so true that like if God created sex, 
for a husband and wife within the beauty, like the beautiful covenant of marriage, then that means that sex must play a role into having a healthy, a healthy marriage. If God designed yeah. them to be together, and my mm-hmm. mom has encouraged me that, like the enemy despises the marriage unit, he despises the family unit, and like in any way that he can to get a foothold or to mm-hmm. steal joy or to rob confidence or to divide, like he will, and it it's so evident like that sex is a way that the enemy intends to do that is absolutely like, there's so many different excuses there's so many different difficulties there's so much like there's so many areas like that mm-hmm. is such a target on marriages mm-hmm. like to not have sex in in any way or so yeah. I I think that that's so beautiful that you're so mm-hmm. intentionally speaking into that and encouraging it um from a place of understanding that it's a gift from the Lord mm-hmm. and that it was designed to be enjoyed and intentionally pursued within marriage mm-hmm. I think that that's incredible thank you and it it is like I, I don't ever want, and I always say this, but I don't ever want anyone to think I'm coming from a pedestal of like, oh, our sex life is great and our marriage is perfect. And we have all this because even after having my boys, like it changes your body, you know, and I had a really hard time dressing in front of my husband or going, getting in the shower in front of my husband. Like I wanted to be hidden and covered. And like I said, I'm really big on communication. And so I went to a friend um, in accountability and I went to a friend and I said, here's where I'm at. Like I... I really just hide myself and I shield myself and it's hindered us. And, and he says he doesn't care and he loves me anyways, you know, but it's in my head. And she just said, Lindsay, I love you so much, but you're stealing from your husband. Like your body is his and his body is yours. And you're stealing from him by not giving that because you you want him to give himself fully emotionally, um, mentally, you know, and physically, And he desires the same. And so you're withholding from him a gift that God has given when he says he's okay. He's not putting me down or bashing me and any husbands who do that. You need a man in your life to tell you that that is not okay. It is not okay. Um, Because we should lift one another up and build one another up in our relationships and in our bodies. But I have learned, you know, as insecure as I can be with how I look or appear to him that I know that God. God has created this oneness. And just like you said, Emma, the enemy, there's a scripture that tells us to not, I mean, really it says, keep having sex or the enemy is going to get a foothold. Like if you take a break, take a time, take a short time away to pray. And then you come back to that. And so obviously it's different. Like how often that happens for every couple, it's going to look different in different seasons. There's going to be longer disconnects, but I just challenge any couple. And it's just really heavy on my heart to say, right now specifically that if you are in a season of defeat and after COVID, I know so many are feeling that way. And if you're feeling like your marriage is just crumbling and you're falling apart or, or you're in a brand new marriage and you don't even know where to begin, um, that that intimacy is going to lead to so many other things and so many sweet moments of good emotional connection that we all need. And so that would be my greatest encouragement. Wow. I thank you for saying that. It made me it made me think of um my dear friend Sadie used to be Robertson, but Sadie Huff. She you know just had a baby and um I will also butcher this quote because I don't know it exactly, but she said something along the lines of how God has just shown her an even deeper level of confidence in the midst of body image throughout this process yeah. because she has seen that, wow, like my the beauty of my body doesn't 
like necessarily come from like the figure and how it looks, but mm-hmm. what it's capable of. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just so cool to it's beautiful as yeah. women that I thought she hit the nail on the head with that because mm-hmm. it's so true that as you like, as you grow into motherhood and different seasons of being a woman, the figure of your body is going to look different. And yeah. understanding that because it looks different, that means it's capable of what I need to be doing in this season of being a mom or being yes. a wife or whatever, whatever season you may be in. So I love That's that. That's so sweet. That I love too. that. Yeah. Yeah. And she's the greatest, by the way. I don't know her personally, oh. but I do. She's just the sweetest thing. <laughs> I think her Instagram name is so fitting, legit, whenever it starts with legit, because yeah. she is that. Like she is so legit. I so love genuine. that. What you see yeah. is, is what you get. What you get. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. So before we before we sadly have to close our conversation, I know that there are girls who are and some maybe guys too who are tuning in and they are in tons of different seasons. Could be single, could be dating, could be engaged, could be married, like and so many others too, just yeah. difficulties within relationships. And so is there anything on your heart that you just have as an encouragement to anyone who may be listening in any season? Yes. I think coming from my own experience, especially in dating and in singleness, um, I have an episode called singleness isn't a disease. And I just believe that so much. Like, and I just want to reiterate that (laughs) it is, it is such a sweet season that you'll, if you get married, we'll never have again. And every season has its own beautiful and every season has its own hard. And that singleness, I think, especially in the Christian community feels a lot like it's this rushed. I need, I have a finish line to get to, but use that time, like truly use that time to travel, use that time to, to deepen your relationship with Jesus, because everything is magnified in marriage. Once you get married, you're going to see the good gets even better and the hard can get even harder. And so it's not all just resolved. Once you get married, your heart issues are going to be exposed. And so working through those things beforehand, focusing on Jesus, focusing on that relationship, loving him more than anything else, because if you're already putting idols in your life above him, you will likely do the same with your spouse. And when you idolize your spouse, you are asking for failure because truly when you put them on a pedestal and and give them this um, kind of responsibility and this expectation that they cannot meet, you are asking for them to fail. So you having Jesus at the center of all things and not idolizing marriage as this end all be all, because it's just not like it's, it is beautiful and wonderful. And like I said, I really love my marriage and my husband's my best friend, but, and my kids are like the greatest gift, but I will also say I am at a place now where I've really realized like if I don't have my eyes set on Jesus, everything around me is just going to crumble. So no matter what season you're in, if it is, you know, searching for a job or coming out of a really hard relationship, those things are not easy. And they they really can wreck your heart um, when you're feeling unpurposed or when you're feeling broken or when you're feeling rejected or unloved but allow that to push you further into seeking the Lord, into knowing him and who he sees you as rather than defining yourself by your relationships, because it really, it will taint the way that you serve. And, and I think that servanthood is one of the greatest, it is just the greatest part of a relationship. And my grandma told me this a long time ago, she said, and they weren't believers, but she said, my my grandpa would always do the dishes for her. Like any chance he got, he would like sneak out and do the dishes for her before 
she could get to them. And she would sneak out and wash his car. And that was like, cause I think that was just their love languages. So they competed with like who could outserve one another. And I was like, outdo one another in serving. Yes. <laughs> it is such a gift because you'll find like, how else do you love someone find their love language, you know, and, and find what makes them feel seen and valued. Like when my husband, I love lemon water when he brings me a lemon water. Yeah. It's so good. It's my favorite. He brings me lemon water every night before bed, or if he sees me anywhere in my home without a lemon water, he'll go and get me a lemon water. And like, he just brings it. And every time, like, I mean, we're years in here and I'm like, you're so sweet. (laughs) Thank you so much for thinking of me. And Hey, he, he loves coffees and it takes me a little while to make his, he does these like deluxe, ridiculous coffees. And I, so it takes me time and it makes a mess. And, but I make those for him because I know like, it just makes his day. It just makes him feel better. And and so I'll do that. Or, um, I have lunch prepared for him because that is something that like, he's always super, super busy with his job. And so it's just those things that, again, this has taken years for me to get to a point where I realize this is important to my husband and therefore it's important to me. So serving, but that comes out of an understanding of Jesus. And so for those who are in a single season of life or Um, engaged season of life to get on that place where you say it is not about me like this world Mm -hmm. we see it right now in the state of in the chaos in the state of our world right now it's not about us our lives are but a mist that appear and then vanish the bible says and so what am i believing about it it is about others it is about serving the lord making much of his name sharing the gospel verbally and with my life and loving my people well. And that means to be like Jesus who came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. How are we giving up our lives for our family members and our friends as practice in the single life to then better serve our spouse? Oh, yes, 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 100%. I'm so encouraged. I'm Thank so you. encouraged. Praise I'm- God. I'm encouraged by you and your heart and kindness. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I love her kindness. Oh, I love you. I love how you know God's word and you believe God's word. And out of mm-hmm. your mouth comes that which you're, you've been filling your mm-hmm. heart with. And it's so you. clear and evident that you have been just faithfully, that you've been disciplined to faithfully store his word in your heart Thank and you. you live it out. Like it's, it's genuine. And I Thank just you. appreciate it because it's blessed me. And I'm sure that it has blessed everyone who is listening to you. And so Thank I you. know that I will continue to stay in touch with you and I want everyone else would love to that. as well. So share with everybody how they can keep in touch with you. How can they stay in the loop on all the incredible things that you're doing and God is doing through you? Okay. Um, I will. I will say, wait, first of all, before I forget, because I wanted to tell you how beautiful your wedding photos were in all of the pictures. I just couldn't even believe how pretty they were. So I just wanted you to know. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. They were so, so pretty. <laughs> they Aww. were. They I I know how special those are. Like yeah. it's like those special moments. So I just want to tell you they were beautiful. Um Sure. But so you can find me on the podcast, uh, living easy with Lindsay. Well, I'm sorry on the podcast, the living easy podcast. Um, and I talk about everything. I, I faith marriage, kind of my mess. I shared like my testimonies episode 30, and that's usually where people get started and hear my heart. Um, but marriage and relationships and friendships and toxic relationships and boundaries and all of those things. I, I get really deep. I share the mess 
but also the hope. Thank you. And then on Instagram at living easy with Lindsay. And I'm not super active on there lately. I've been taking a little bit of a hiatus just for mental health and self self reflection purposes, which has been good, but I'm still on there and I still promo everything. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And then my website, sparrowsandlily.com, where you can link and the find the link in my bio on Instagram. And then the wife project is linked there. We are launching it again, um, in November. So we've had three launches. We have, this is the coolest thing. And this is praise report. Cause I just found this out the other day that there has been, um, a purchase of the wife project from almost every country in the world. And I, yes. And, and it's crazy countries that you would think they would never, you know, I don't know why I would think that, but that you just wouldn't see a passion for God's word. And it is just blown me away. And so I'm very, very, very thankful for all that God has done. It's just, whether you've been married five years or 50 years, I've heard from women um, or five months (laughs) I've heard from women who have been in every season of life that have gained something from this, because again, it's not from me. Like this is, it is the Holy spirit, but also so much wisdom from counselors and women who have gone before me that have poured in. So we will launch that again in November so they can join the wait list on my website. And that's pretty much it. That's amazing. Friend. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so thankful and honored to be on. And and everybody tuning in, thank y'all so much for listening. I pray that no matter where you're at in your journey, no matter what season you're currently walking through, I genuinely desire that you were encouraged through this episode. So be sure, and if you're watching on YouTube, be sure and subscribe and comment down below how you were encouraged, what you learned, um, what, what blessed you specifically. And if you are listening via Apple or Spotify, be sure and download, rate, review, share it with all your people. And as Lindsay has so beautifully emphasized, who are your people that you're sharing it with? Community, stay keeping kept accountable, doing life with people that are running the race that has been set before them as well, linked arms beside you, seeking the Lord first, like so important. So make sure you have your people. Y'all are awesome. And I'm so excited to talk to y'all next week. Thanks for being on the Have You Heard podcast. I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.